Hi, and welcome to Health, Wealth and the Pursuit of Happiness, a podcast that will empower you to live a more inspired life and find real freedom. Each episode, Mark Dale Mazer and Aries Jimenez discuss best life practices, covering topics ranging from health and well-being, to true wealth and our relationship to money, to understanding what real freedom and happiness really is. They provide tools and a system for helping you live a balanced, authentic life in complete harmony with your mind, body and soul. Welcome all in Listening Land to Health Wealth and the Pursuit of Happiness. We are into True Vision, Big Vision, and it's part three. In part one, we talked about the true vision and the big vision. What did it mean to live an inspired life? And in this part three, it's the second half of role playing. So in part two, you were the planner, I was your client, and we were role playing really how my vision could begin, correct? We sure did. So in this role play, actually I should back up and say in the first role play, we used some tools from one of the groups we use, tools from, Muddy Quotient, where we both got in training. And in this particular role playing, I'm going to use tools from the Kinder Institute, where I have my registered life planning certification. And both have at their aim a very similar desired outcome, which is we help the client dig a little deeper in the self-discovery process as to what might emerge for them as a vision. But we have to go at it gently, and we have to go at it in a way that you're sort of not jumping off the cliff quite yet. Going to build up, kind of slowly climb up the mountain. So, Aries, good to see you. Good to see you too, Mark. As the role play begins. And I appreciate you taking the time to doing the exercises. So you have completed the three questions and the heart's core grid from the Kinder Institute's life planning program. Yes, I did. So before we review the answers, tell me a little bit about how the exercise was for you. The exercises for me, are we just talking about this time around? Yeah. Okay. This time in particular, but you can free range in any way you want. Being the analytical person that I am, when you give me thought-provoking questions, I really sit there and I think through it. And I do put a lot of thought into it, you know, kind of thinking about a number of different things, asking myself, you know, some follow-up questions to it. I think it was great going through the exercises again for me, simply because I've done this a number of times in the past. And so to be able to compare, and I didn't look at my answers what I did last time, which last time might have been maybe two, three years ago. But I was interested in seeing for myself like what would come out of the answers for these, for this time around for the exercises and really comparing them to what it was before. And has anything changed? You know, are things relatively the same? So, but for the most part, I, I think it was, it was good. I, I like going through this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So what was a, major takeaway since this was obviously not the first time you've addressed these questions and a number of years almost have passed since you did the first round of these three questions, correct? Yeah. Okay. So give us one big takeaway 
an observation how these answers may have compared with previous answers? I think it's similar in the sense that I'm really looking at my life in terms of time now. And then one thing that definitely jumped out considering, you know, I have three boys. So the last time I went through it, I probably just had my second son. So I got a third son now. His name's Oliver. So I have Avery, Landon, and Oliver, six, three, and nine months as of yesterday. So, you know, they definitely show up in the answers. And a lot of that really is around just me being able to pass on and pass things on to them. One of the core underlying themes for me in the past was definitely legacy. So what these exercises help me do is really think, right? And, and we all know this, right? There's, there's two things that, that are, are certain in life, death and taxes. <laughs> so just to think about, you know, our time here on earth, it is temporary. And so, you know, looking back like, what, you know, what do I want to make of this, this one life that I have, right? And a lot of it is centered around passing on certain things to my, to my boys, leaving a certain legacy, you know, one of the things that jumped out at me was, and that I want to pass on to them really is my story. And I think I'm able to do that hopefully with this podcast so they could listen and they could hear their dad. And, you know, what, what is their dad talking about? What's important to him? You know, what is he doing at this stage in his life? You know, how old is he, you know, at, at this time? So it, to me, it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty interesting. I think it'd be cool to be able to, like if my parents did something like that and be able to look back at it and listen to them, you know, when, when they've passed. So. That's something that came up. Very cool. So for the benefit of the audience, there are three questions that are posed to Aries in this first exercise. The first question is, imagine that you are financially secure and you have all the money you need for the rest of your life. How would you live your life? Would you change anything? What would you do? What would you do differently? So in that first question, you're really encouraged to let yourself go and not to hold back on any particular dreams that you might have. And the question may come right at you as you begin going down this rabbit hole. Will you change your life? And if so, how will you do it? Oftentimes we talk about these kinds of things in these questions. Would you be kind enough to share your answer with me in the audience? Absolutely. So one of the things that I would change, and I think I'm going through that now for myself, is really just shifting and taking a look at things from a time perspective. Like how am I investing my time? You know, I think I think naturally, you know, we we work and hopefully find work that we're passionate about in order to make money, right? Create mm-hmm. financial resources to be able to live a, a certain lifestyle or a certain standard of living, right? And, you know, along with that is to be able to provide for my family and and have the our basic needs met, such as, you know, food, shelter, clothing, and obviously some wants too, right? But that was one thing that that I definitely think about as I read this question is really shifting my focus from financial needs and financial goals, you know, such as maybe getting a bigger home, you know, saving up for retirement, some of those things, saving up emergency savings, to how am I investing my time? And, you know, a lot of that, as it relates to how I want to invest my time, is I want to be able to invest it 
in relationships, in the relationships that are most important to me. First and foremost, that would include, you know, my wife, Melanie, and our three boys, but also, you know, investing that time in, in work and in areas that excite me, that I'm interested in, that I'm passionate about. You know, I think a lot of that is really centered around projects, around, you know, this whole concept of life planning, right, which is essentially really getting clarity as to what you want out of life and then structuring your resources around that to support that life that you want to live. Those resources including the money, time, the relationships, you know, the skills and the talents, your energy, energy is a resource. So I think about that and I think a big part of that is really wanting to affect and having a greater impact on a larger scale. I definitely want to make have an impact, you know, as it relates to my family, right, and my boys. But, you know, for me, it's how can I bring value to my community, to the world, you know, with with what we got going on and, and some of the things that we're working on as it relates to the life planning. So, you know, those are some things that I, that I think about. Thanks for sharing. The important part of this question and the first question is, how would you live your life? And so you gave a very good, intelligent, and articulate answer, but not from first person. Okay. So what I'd like you to do is share exactly what you wrote. What I wrote? Yeah, read it. You want me to read it? Please. Okay. I would live more in the moment, shift my focus from financial needs and goals towards how I want to invest my time. I would invest more time on my most important relationships, Mel, the three boys, family and friends. I would still work, but only three days a week. I would work on projects that excite me, focusing more on making a greater impact on a bigger or wider scale level. This would include creating new businesses, focus on financial life planning, a podcast, a book, an app, nonprofit organization, you know, online courses, etc. I would focus on being a dad and husband. I would spend more time learning and growing. I would hire a personal assistant. I would focus on being in the best shape of my life, you know, work out and eat healthier. I would buy a bigger home, you know, four to five bedrooms, open floor plan, huge backyard, and a place to put a 14-foot boat or a 19-foot boat, sorry. I would travel more and create more shared experiences with family and friends. You know, that would include camping, you know, RV trips, Airbnbs, always wanted to go to Japan. And then one thing that I did add to it after I had printed it out was I would outsource everything that I wouldn't necessarily need to do. Mm-hmm. And we could talk we could talk a little bit about that. I Which think that's I think part of that is is my whole thing of maybe getting a personal assistant. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Those are great beginnings of a vision. Yes. And the seeds of intention and how you really want to live, which is the wonderful thing about the question because it basically takes money out of the equation, which opens us up to anything and everything. And what does that say? It says, sadly, that sometimes money sort of blocks. Gets in the way. possible for us. Yeah. So in our second question... It's very similar. You visit your doctor who tells you you, that you only have five to ten years left to live. 
The good news is that you won't ever feel sick. The bad news is that you will have no notice of the moment of your death. So the question is twofold. What will you do now in the years you have remaining? And well, again, you change your life, and if so, how would you live it? Share with me your exact answers here as well, if you would. Okay. I would focus my time and attention on the key most important relationships I have. I would travel the world and go on adventures to create as many take-your-breath-away moments. I would focus on continuing to grow spiritually and work on my relationship with God. I would spend more time with nature, be more intentional about what I want to pass down to my boys. I would create a way to share my story with them, you know, podcasts, family videos. That would include pictures too. I would work on my health to be in the best shape of my life to increase the chance of me living longer. I would only do the things see the people that I felt were the most important to me. Mm. Wonderful. Interesting that the spiritual side comes up much stronger in the answer to this question. Tell me a little bit more about that. About the importance of spiritual growth for me? Yes. Well, I mean, back to one of our earlier podcasts, I am a believer that we are spiritual beings, you know, in the human body. And so because of that, you know, I think, you know, I, I, I think for me, a lot of, as it relates to maturing as a being, a lot of that has happened for me personally through my spiritual growth and just my relationship with, you know, in this case, God, you know, I'm, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, you know, that's my faith and I'm on this walk and I'm on this journey with them. And so, you know, since, since I made that decision to focus on my spiritual growth, I mean, there's been so many great things, so many changes, so many great people that I've, that I've met. And this is, I would say probably, it's probably been maybe 10 years since I've intentionally kind of reconnected and, and was, with God and was intentional about my relationship with him. You know, I mean, for me, that's how I make sense of the world that we live in. Right. That's the filter that I have. You know, some people, you know, call it something else, whether it's source, there's a number of different terms or words or people that they use as they, they, they relate to God. And so, you know, I think, I think it's important for us to do that because that's that's essentially where we came from. That's why we're here. And so, you know, for me, it really is about just maturing as a spiritual being and just, you know, just recognizing that and that we, we do have a connection and we, we do have access to this source, to God. And that I, for me, it was through that he's, you know, back to living an inspired life and living within one spirit, he's kind of showed me the way and the direction that I, I need to go. You know, there are certain decisions along the way that I had to make. And, you know, for me, it's just a matter of having faith in that and just saying yes, and that he has a plan for me. So that's where a lot of that comes from. I don't know if you had any follow-up questions specifically to that. I do. Okay. Tell me about the plan. 
the plan the plan that he has for you you know where in the areas that i've grown the most and that i've really have gotten a passion in really has to do with a number of different areas i i would say one of them is definitely leadership and leadership as a as a man and what that really means and what what that's supposed to look like you know as i i look to be the you know the leader the spiritual leader of my family and raise my boys so that's definitely one thing and so you know big part of that is definitely continuing to be involved in men's groups you know i had a buddy of mine he goes to a different church up in orange county but his church throws this kind of men's retreat so i'm interested in doing that and just growing in that way and then i think another passion of mine that i feel a calling in is is really towards like just marriage i think marriage just put it that way just cuz you know and it, and it's interesting cuz i'm bringing this up because this past friday you know i had the honor and the privilege to be the officiant of a a friend of mine and and his his fiance their wedding so i did their their wedding ceremony and it was the second one that i did prior to that i did my my sisters and to think that i would ever be in a position or that i'd have an opportunity to do something like that i mean you'd ask me that maybe 3 years ago and i'd be like no way you know i i wouldn't believe you but having the opportunity and actually done that and kind of stepped out of my comfort zone in a certain way one of the things that i've come to understand is that that marriage you know if if you are married like that is probably the i mean it is the most important and intimate relationship that you'll have here on earth right aside from your relationship with god right and that that relationship is so important and to be able to help couples to help you know husbands kind of realize and and know their role in that relationship and what they're called to to do and how they're called to lead to the women and the wives as well and knowing their role and their role together and how they're supposed to work together ultimately to to show God's love to one another and then have that overflow into into their one to their family as they raise kids to their communities right into the world and so i feel if we could if we could do that if we could help people have better marriages and you know positively affect the divorce rate here in this country anyway which i was listening to a podcast as Rick Warren he's he's a big pastor that's up in Orange County he's famous for writing purpose driven life but in one of his podcasts as as i was prepping for this wedding he had mentioned that you know divorce rate in this country is like for every two and a half marriages you know one of them ends in divorce and one of the things that he brought up was there's a couple things that if married couples just did together which were i mean, i think one of them was pray was pray together you know I, I believe one of them was going to church together so just these things that really are focused on the couple just growing spiritually together and being on the same page how the the, the numbers are like you know 1150 for every 1150 marriages like one of them ends in divorce right i mean so you just look at those numbers and and what that really shows to me 
is just how important a couple's spiritual, you know, growth is important, right? So, I mean, just just along those lines, I, you know, I, I think if everybody in the world just focused on growing spiritually, just how much of a difference that would make, right? So true. So I'm a big believer in that. In whatever way you want to practice and you tap into and are able to connect with with source, with God. Wow, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. It's very deep and I'm very excited for you. What could be ahead for you spiritually? Yeah, thank you. So in the third question of the three, this time your doctor shocks you with the news that you have one day left to live. Notice what feelings arise as you confront your very real mortality. Reflecting on your life, on all your accomplishments, as well as on all the things that will remain undone. Ask yourself these three questions. What did I miss? What did I not get to be? What did I not get to do? So in the third question, we're coming at essentially the same answer, but a different way. When stripped with the opportunity, oftentimes what we miss has a much more stronger emotive component to it than, wow, I've got all the money in the world, but I only have five to 10 years to do something, a little more urgency, but when it's gone, now you're left with a certain emptiness because you've missed something. What are those things that you've missed? So share with us, please, what would you miss? I mean, the one thing that I put as an answer to that question was doing something really special with my life's work. And then I put big impact. And so, you know, I, I feel I feel really good about the direction that my life's going and the areas that I am focused on and putting, you know, time and, and energy into. But there's a part of me that wants to be able to do it at a bigger scale, right? Like it's it's almost like, you know, you have, you know, through my own personal life experience and how I've grown spiritually and in in other ways too, right? But like that's made a huge difference in my life. And so one, wanting to be able to pass that that wisdom or that knowledge on to other people who are, you know, at a certain stage in their life, whatever that might be, but the one thing that might be missing for them is that they're just not focused on growing spiritually. But if you are able to, you know, for me to be able to share that with them, encourage them and have them take steps in that direction, just the impact that that would have on their life, right? Because I I mean, I've been able to experience that with my own like family and certain friends that you know, for one reason or another have been able to share and you know, some of the changes that I've I've made and some of the benefits that I've had from from going to church or being plugged into a small group or doing a men's group or a couples group and then just inviting them in and just seeing them grow and them make changes. And them share with me how much of an impact that's had on them, right? So I feel great about that, but, you know, being able to, to reach reach further, you know, have, having a bigger audience, I think that's one thing that I, I definitely, you know, think about. It's like, why not? 
right? Like what's, you know, what's holding me back? Who's to say that you couldn't reach somebody out there and make a difference in someone else's lives other than the people that are closest to you, right? And so if I could do that with, you know, with some of the work that I'm doing with my church, as well as, you know, with this, with life planning and this, you know, some of the work that you and I are doing, which I'm very passionate in. And, and I think a lot of the reasons I'm, I love the work behind life planning because it really is centered on like just asking yourself those questions. Like, what is it that you want out of life? What is it? Just focus and get clear on that first and foremost, you know, and by doing that, it should help you prioritize and focus on the most important things. You know, first things first, take care of those things. And if you do that, everything else will kind of fall into place, I believe. Like everything else will be clear as to any life decision that you have. Should I do this or that? Well, what is it that you want? You know, what's most important to you? Well, this. And I think if if you're able to answer that question for yourself, I think one of the options should jump out at you or one of the options will allow you to do that more than the other, right? I, that That's just how I feel, so. Mm. Rich. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. But there's more. There is more. Who did you not get to be? I put an inspirational leader and I put grandfather on here. Talking about being a grandfather, I think, you know, being at the stage that I, I'm at in my life and being able to see one like Mel's parents and as well as my parents be grandparents to our boys. I mean, it's it's a pretty cool thing. And so, you know, considering that I, I've had the opportunity to have kids, but that next season in life to be able to be a grandfather, right? I think that's, it seems pretty cool. And then obviously I hear you talk about your your grandkids and, and just how much you're cherishing and soaking up, you know, this season in your life and you, your role as a granddad to them. You know, that's something that, that I think about. Like if if I didn't get to experience that, I'm like, man, I didn't get to meet my grandkids, right? To hopefully make an impact and share some stories with them, some, some teachable moments and you know, whatever, like, you know, kind of part of my legacy with them, right? Because I think person's legacy is really a person's life. So if I think about wanting to pass on and what my legacy looks like, it's what part of my life was I able to share and or pass on to to my grandkids or my kids. So those, those are some things that I think about. And then as it relates to inspirational leader, with leadership, that's something that's been definitely important to me just all my life. And, you know, going back to, you know, back in fifth grade, you know, I ran for student council president and you know, throughout middle school, I was involved in, uh, you know, student body as well as in high school, right? Like I was junior class vice president, I was senior class president. And I think a lot of that really is not like, if it was up to me, I wouldn't want to be in that role where I'm front and center. Like that that's just not me. Like if you know me, I'm... I'm a pretty chill guy. Like I don't need that and nor do I want that attention. But one of the things that I do want is I do want to contribute, right? To make a difference, you know, to have a say, you know, to help in the direction, you know, with whatever that might be. And I think that was the case for, 
for all those different you know growing up and why why i ran for those roles or wanted to be in that role is because i wanted to kind of serve i wanted to help and it was to that capacity and so being an inspirational leader i think a lot of that comes from just me personally being inspired by other leaders and and the impact that they're having in the world you know how they're making a difference in other people's lives and and grooming and bringing up new leaders right the next generation i think that's why some of that stuff is important to me so my hope is you know when i when i think about like say my boys you know and, and they say and obviously like the youth like they're our future right and so wanting to to influence in a positive way that future right so that way they could make they can make the changes necessary or, you know, they have a different perspective to solve the challenges that we're facing, you know, as a people. I'd like to be able to do that, at, at least have an impact on that, whatever that might look like. Yeah, great, great. Thank you. And then lastly, what did you not get to do? I put three things there, you know, grow old with Mel, you know, so my wife of eight years now, but, you know, to think about, right, like, this is, the, this is the power of this third question, right? It's just looking back, they're just saying, like, you only have a day left to live, right? I mean, that's pretty powerful. And so, you know, when I think about that, you know, I definitely think about Mel and just our relationship, our friendship, the history that we have and kind of, you know, when, when we got married and just looking, looking towards the future, and what that might bring and being excited about starting a family and all that and, you know, living our entire lives together. Right. And when I think about that, our entire lives, like you think that you're, you're going to be able to, to live that life out into your eighties, nineties, right. As it relates to a time component. And so to not be able to have that definitely makes me sad in that way, because I, I would like to, to share and experience every season in our life together you know all the wins you know all the you know all the tough seasons too you know obviously losing people that are important to us to you know seeing our kids grow right i mean man she'd have to raise three boys without me right and considering how young they are it's like i'd miss that like playing my role in raising these boys and so that was that was the other thing that I threw on here was seeing our boys grow into men, you know, hopefully great leaders. And when I say great leaders, you know, for me, it really st- starting out like at the family level, just being great husbands, doing that. And then the last thing I put on here was was meet our grandkids. So it really is just centered around family for me. Yeah, it's very evident. Very evident. Yeah. Thank you for sharing on that. And that is some great work on the three questions. I see some very strong foundational stones emerging here for you that would clearly be part of your vision. But there's more, and that's the cool thing. So in the Heart's Core Grid, this is the second group of exercises in the exploration and vision stage of the Kinder Program. And in the Heart's Core Grid, we asked you to look at three parts of your life, things that you may want to have, things you may want to do, and who you may want to be. And 
we've asked you to answer those three questions within the context of three different columns or scenarios or, well, kind of where they're more birthed. So we have one column titled Heart's Core. That's at the very depth of your soul. What would you want to have? What would you want to do? Who would you want to be? Take take me through your answers to these questions, please. To all of them? Well, the heart's core of what you'd like to have, the heart's core of what you'd like to do, and most importantly, just what you want to, you know, in your heart's core, who you want to be. Okay. So as it relates to have, at my heart's core, it's really about relationships. So I put meaningful relationships. And so one of the things with me is, you know, for those people that are, that are closest to me, it's important that, you know, I enjoy just being together, you know, sharing a meal together, you know, talking about life together. And so meaningful relationships is important to me at my heart's core. One other thing that I put on here, I put a home to enjoy. I put to host and slash parties. And so, you know, I, I think a big part of that really is just getting people together again and just being surrounded by, you know, the people that in my life that I that I love, you know, family and friends. Because currently right now we, we have, a, we live in a two bedroom, two and a half bath condo. And it's, you know, it's, it's just right for, for us right now in terms of the season that we're in. I kind of like it being a little small because there's not so much space that, you know, we don't know where everyone's at, you know, at home. And so just keeping the boys together. I'm enjoying this season right now. But, you know, if we can get to a place where we could we can get a home that's big enough so we could host parties, you know, in particular, like holiday parties. So my wife, so Mel, she has huge family on her dad's side here in San Diego. I have a huge family here on my mom's side in San Diego. So whenever we do holiday parties, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, New Year's, we're like bouncing, you know, we're going to two parties. And we're able to do that because it's convenient because it's it's all here in the same, you know, same location here in San Diego. I would say roughly maybe like 15, 20 minutes away tops where the family parties would be. But if, if we can, if we had a space big enough where we could host and we can just have everyone come to our place, we would really enjoy that. So, you know, I think that's that's part of it, as well as, you know, having a home to to host, like, you know, these growth groups that we're involved in, right? Whether it's a couple's group, Mel's in, involved in a women's group, I'm involved in the men's group. But to be able to have a place where we could have them come over, I think would be would be great. That's something that, that we'd like to do. As it relates to my, my heart's core to do, it's definitely work that I love and that I'm passionate about. Tell me a little bit about your travel. My travel? A little more detail on the travel. And going on adventures, which is a word you haven't used yet. Yeah, so I put that. Travel and go on adventures. You know, I, I think there's a part of me that wants to explore and that's, that wants to experience new things. And, you know, for the most part, you know, Mel and I, we, we've gotten a chance to do a lot of that when we were dating, when we got married, we went on our honeymoon. So we went to Italy, but you know, I think about the trips that we took, you know, we've been to Vancouver, you know, and obviously certain cities here in, in the United States, but 
yeah, I'd like to travel more. I think there's 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 so much more in the world that I'd want to see, and so I'd, I'd want to be able to do that. And then, you know, in particular in this in this stage of my life, having three young boys, you know that that's a little bit difficult. You know, being able to travel internationally and all that stuff because there's just a lot more to do, a lot a lot more you know kids to to lug around luggage, all that. They have their needs too, but. You know, I, I think about exploring with them and what that would look like. I think that's where I think about maybe doing some RV trips or doing some Airbnbs in other cities here in the U.S. So just ways for us to still explore together as a family and create those shared experiences, but doing it in a way that is that makes it a lot more easier for families, right? Just because that's, that's where we're at right now. But I think a lot of that stems from the times that I, I have traveled, like me growing up, and when I think about my childhood and some of those travel experiences, like I'd want I'd want my boys to remember that stuff, that we'd have like an annual camping trip or an RV trip, and we'd always go here and there and, you know, yeah, so those are some of the things yeah, that I think yeah. about. Great. And then finishing up on the Hearts Core, you've talked about what you want to be. Anything new to share there? It's cool because it affirms and confirms everything that you've talked about so far. If you had all the money in the world, how would you live and what would you be in that circumstance? And much of that is coming through and obviously the same is true with the second and the third questions. Here you reiterate it yet again. So obviously, yeah, this is certainly central and core to who you are. It is. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with when I think about my you know most important relationships and the role that I play. I mean, what the two things that jump out is you know my role as a husband and my role as a father, right? And so I really you know I'm taking those two roles seriously. Like I want to be the best husband and the best father that I could possibly be. One, I know I'm not perfect. You know I have my shortcomings, but you know to be able to kind of work through that and grow from that, I think that's what matters the most in life is just continue to grow where you're at. And so, and that's something that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Wonderful. Thank you. A little bit about the ought column is sort of interesting. That column often reveals maybe sometimes traps that we find ourselves in where we're either having something, doing something, or we're being someone who we're being not because we really maybe necessarily want to be, uh, but it's because we ought to be. And ought sometimes comes from ideas that are put upon us, things that we view are right, and therefore we ought to do them. There's nothing wrong with them, but it helps to further our awareness because in the context of helping you get to your true vision, and that's a big vision, we don't want any drag on what that is for you. And sometimes those ought to things can be a drag. So we put them on paper with the un- understanding and the idea that, is there anything on here that maybe, hmm, maybe doesn't need to be really part of that true vision, part of that big vision? And that maybe there are some things that don't even need to be part of your life. Sometimes that comes up. Tell me what your takeaway was from doing the work in this column for having, doing, and being ought to stuff. 
So to share with the audience what I put for ought to have, I put a personal assistant. Ought to do, I put simplify slash organize, you know, my life. B, I put debt free, you know, be a business owner slash entrepreneur, build passive income. When I think about all these, like my answers, I think really what I think about is like what jumps out at me is a lot of these answers really have to do with the framework of how I want to structure my life, Mm -hmm. the framework. And so that being said, you know, with the personal assistant, you know, almost treating my household or my, my family kind of like as a business, right. And to be able to leverage and to be able to get some help regarding what I feel like I need to do from a family standpoint. And so just, you know, I mean, everybody, we all have the, the things that we got to do, the day-to-day stuff from like, you know, cleaning, washing dish, dishes, folding laundry, cooking. I mean, all those different things. But, you know, I, I think about, is there anything that I could do that I could outsource that maybe, maybe I don't enjoy doing, maybe I'm not good at doing? You know, can I outsource that to somebody else and have them do that? And that would allow me to focus on the things that I absolutely love doing or the things that I feel like I'm really good at, right? And so, you know, that that really is what is around this whole, like, simplify and organize, you know, my life. Yeah, yeah no, it makes sense. Yeah, so, makes sense. I mean, I, I think the best use of my time really are, are working on, like, big picture, big picture things. You know, back to, like, you know, what does that mean for, for me and, and my marriage? I mean, I think about, I mean, the best thing that I could do is obviously continue to be in, in connection with Mel and what that might look like, our date nights, you know, doing stuff together, learning together, just spending as much time just enjoying one another. And so I, you know, I feel like, you know, some of the things that, that can get in the way with that are just, just the daily grind stuff just the household just maintaining and maintaining and managing the household right so you know from my perspective if there's a way for for me to streamline right to to simplify that whatever that looks like i mean i'd want to do that or at least explore it and see what kind of difference that that would make cuz i i think i'm guilty of and i'm sure there's a lot of people out there too that could relate but i'm guilty of just getting caught up in the to-do list and like you know well, I want to, you know, I want to go hang out and I want to play with my boys. I want to take them to the park, but I have all these things that I need to do. And if I take them to the park, I'll feel good about that. But then if, when I come back home, I still have all that stuff to do. And that doesn't make me feel good either. Right. So is there a way, is there a strategy to be able to knock both of them out? And so that's where I look at if I could find somebody or something, some service, some app, some person that could take care of some of the things on my to-do list. And then that'll allow me to go out, take my boys to the park and just hang out and just enjoy each other's company. And then when we get home, it's like I had a great day with my boys and my wife at the, you know, spending some quality family time. And then I I get home and everything at home that needed to get taken care of got, got taken care of. I mean, I think about that. I'm like, how nice would that be? And so I'm, I'm intentionally looking into ways of, of making that happen. And, and I think through that with any solutions that I come across, I mean, um, my hope is to be able to share that, share that on the podcast. Right. So, and then 
when I think of ought to be, I, I put, you know, debt free. You know, I think, you know, one of the things that I've learned having taken a, a financial study, you know, at my church, and it's so true, right? Like in the Bible, it, it says the borrower is servant to the lender, right? And when I really thought about that, you know, I think about just the way society is structured and set up nowadays. It's, you know, you can buy things because you could, you could borrow money. And as long as you get it for the monthly payment, right? And so we we purchased huge homes, 30-year mortgages. You know, we purchased cars. I mean, so on and so forth. And so, you know, that really got me thinking about, I mean, what would happen if you didn't have those payments, those mortgage payments, you know, those loan payments, those credit card payments, and you weren't living from a position of, of debt? I mean, just how freeing that that would be. Right. I mean, that's something, you know, I haven't think, you know, haven't thought about that. I'm like, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to get to a point where I'm completely debt free. And so, you know, all the work, you know, the work that I'm doing and any financial resources that I'm generating, I'm not doing that because I need to pay for these mortgages, right. Or this mortgage and this car payment. I mean that when you look at it, it really is you're, you're, you are a, a slave to the lender because you're having to work to pay for these things. But getting to a place where I'm debt free and all the money that's coming in, it's coming into me and it's not going out to anybody else. And, you know, with that money, I mean, the way, the way I view it is, um, that's probably going to be more money than I'll ever need. And so my hope is to be able to bless people, you know, help people out, work on projects, do things that, that will help people on a greater scale. And it's not driven by money or, or profit in that sense. So I, I think about that. And I mean, that's the whole concept of maybe being an entrepreneur is, is being able to, it's not necessarily to own my own business, but I think the freedom to work on projects and things that, that I want to be able to create that way is important to me. And then, you know, I put build, build passive income. You know, I, you know, I've come across certain books and they just talk about, you know, in, in our day of age, you can't really, it's hard to support yourself with just, you know, one or two streams of income that primarily being, you know, the career or the work that you're doing. Cause that's, you know, that's not, that's not guaranteed. Right. I mean, people lose their jobs, you know, all the time for one reason or, or another, but to be able to have, you know, other businesses that, that are creating passive income or having rental properties, some of those things. So I just view that as a strategy. Like if the strategy being, if you could build enough passive income to equal your expenses, then really at that point, you're able to have true time freedom. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm striving for back to this whole, this whole concept of time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As being our most valuable resource. Lovely. Very good. Very good. And then in the fun two column, you have a little fun thing in the have, <laughs> which I know is one of your dreams. Yeah. And fits very much in with your core values, particularly a family. And the same true with fun to do, although you've added a couple little pieces here that have not come up in your other answers. Okay. So... I'll share with the audience that your fun too is a shipping is a fishing boat. We've talked about that. Yeah. And then fun to do your travel, 
which you've talked about, particularly Japan and the RV trips across the U.S., et cetera. But you've got a little camping action here mm-hmm. and the podcast and creating an app. So I'm kind of curious about the app. The app. I think about where we're at right now as a society and just just how just how big technology is, right? And all of us essentially having a computer in our pocket as it relates to our, our smartphones and and the apps that are out there for them, you know, that we use to make life easier and and simpler for us, right? And so the concept behind the app is, you know, I've I've had ideas and thoughts of you know, obviously there's still there's still room for us to grow as it relates to technology. Obviously there's 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 gonna be the next best thing, idea that's that's gonna come out still, right? We, I mean and, and that's the interesting thing for me is seeing how us as a as a people, how we've evolved, right? And so when I think about technology, you know, I think about an app that would allow us to one I think capture some of these things that that are coming out of these exercises right because you know we're on our phones a lot for a number of different reasons from text messaging to you're checking the weather you're checking price you know what the market is doing you're checking on Instagram to see what people you know your family and friends are doing right but if we're going to be on our our phones like I'd like to be able to see an app that allows us to focus on what we should be doing and, you know, kind of just reiterating and reminding us what's important to us. So that way we could hopefully sidestep some of the distractions that, that come across our way, you know, from a day to day and that, you know, that'll help us man better manage our time, help us better manage our resources our financial resources. I mean, all of that. And so, you know, I, right now it's just a concept in, in my head, but, you know, I think that's something that I want to be able to explore. Like what would that look like, you know, as it relates to an app, maybe there's an app already out there. I mean, I don't know. I haven't even, you know, done any research. So there very well could be an app out there already where I will, I won't need to do it. But, you know, the whole concept behind it is essentially just, just helping people just focus focus on what's most important to them. Yeah. Yeah. And just prioritizing. So a tool that, that'll allow you to assess how are you spending your time? How are you spending your money? How are you spending your energy? And then, so that way you could ask yourself, was this the best use of my time? If it wasn't, then pivot, make a change and just get back on track. Absolutely. Right. So are you living your true vision? Yeah. Are you living into the big vision? Are you? I mean, that's, that's one of the things as, as it relates to this, your true vision, big vision is that gets lived out every minute, every hour of every day. You'd like to think. Right? I mean, that's That's what... the goal. Yeah, that is the goal. And so what gets in the way of that? You know, we just got to be mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's normally us. We do. We do get in the way. We drift. We lose focus. Yep. Well, that's really cool. So sign me up for that app after you design it (laughs) and create it. Thank you. So that was really wonderful. I really appreciate you... Sharing from your heart's core a lot about what is important to you. So let me ask you a, another question. What if, as a result of us working together, I or we together, were to create a moment in time 
about one year from now, it might look a little bit like this. It's a Sunday morning. It happens to be the first Sunday morning of the month. And what's significant for you about this first Sunday morning of the month is you have a very particular routine on the first Sunday of the month. One is you start really very early before Mel and the boys are awake. And the reason you do is you have a very active day in front of you. And as part of that routine, you really need to connect with who you truly are in your inner being and with God and to get a really strong sense of who you're to be on this day because you have a lot, as I say, going on. So you quietly get up from bed, walk downstairs, make yourself a cup of coffee, and you head into your library, which is sort of your man cave. It's a den, but it's not like a typical man cave den. It's a spiritual den. It's a den of connection and a place where you can truly be quiet and hear your inner voice and really connect with what's important to you and and not only be in the present moment, but have a little time to really look forward as to what's going to be emerging for you. You settle into your chair and you look out the window and you're struck by a vision. And the vision is, it's your fishing boat. It's the 19-footer that you're actually just trying on for size. You were able to find a deal in which you're just renting this boat for the summer, three months, no major financial commitment, got the trailer, even went out and rented a truck, SUV, to pull it around. And you're testing the waters. Today's one of those tests. And what you have lined up for yourself is you're taking the boys and two of your best friends and their kids out for a fishing afternoon. But this, of course, before church. And what's happening at church, as you reflect and head into your meditation, is you're really beginning to emerge as an inspirational leader in your men's group. And because of your passion for marriage, the leaders in your church have actually approached you in maybe doing something more than just the men's club. But maybe you and Mel sort of taking on some workshop or some meeting activity with some of the younger married couples and helping them really kind of get off on the right kind of foot and go forward. It's a very exciting time for you. Life is extremely full. You're going to be exercising some of that muscle in your men's group and inspiring them on living an intentional life and what that looks like as men, as leaders, as husbands, and you're continuing your work there. And then, as I say, you're heading out in the fishing boat with your three boys and a couple good friends and their boys. Spend a great afternoon, and when you're done, you'll be heading back probably about 6 or 7 o'clock, and you and Mel are going to be entertaining some of your, your close friends there, and you're going to present an idea to them, an idea about how they can take another step forward in a big way in their life with this particular model of living that you've built. And you're gonna share it with them and give them an opportunity to maybe become part of that with you and to collaborate and to bring some of that same message after they get some training into their world and to begin really kind of spreading this idea of inspirational living. How does that feel? That feels great. Well, we wanna help make that happen for you. Thanks, ma'am. 
And so this is lighting the torch, which is essentially is helping to bring you a seed of inspiration. It's all your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's all everything you've shared. And what I've tried to do to help you along is paint the picture of what this might actually look like and feel like sure. and played out in your life. And it's the beginning of a true vision. It's the beginning of a big vision where you can begin picturing these things. And as Wayne Dyer talks about, the power of intention is putting that thought and that emotion, that heart-led desire into the universe and let like attract like and let the God and the universe sort of just begin putting the pieces together for you. Yeah. So, one, I want to thank you again for sharing from your heart. Absolutely. It was, it was wonderful to listen to and be part of that. And I'd like you to take the next couple of weeks and really live into a piece of that picture for you and what that can look like. Yeah. And then we'll come back together in a couple of weeks and we'll talk about what kind of opportunities you could take on literally today Yeah, to begin taking a step forward in that direction and get very, very specific about what that looks like and are there any obstacles in your way. But for now, live into the vision. And with that, we will officially conclude the role play. Thank you, Mark. Cut. And now let's talk about a little commentary. So for our <laughs> listening audience, very briefly, this was pretty much what a vision meeting looks like in our second step of a five-step process that we take clients through. It's where we've we've explored in the first meeting and now, as Aries has done so gracefully, shared with, and truthfully, a lot of work that has gone into this. This was not an off-the-cuff deal. I know you have been working on it for, what, at least two years or something, or maybe even three? Yeah. I mean, three three plus years. I, I mean, and this is one of the things I'll share with the audience is that's kind of where things are at for me right now, right? But that's not where I started. And so you have to start somewhere, whatever it is that inspires you or whatever it is that's important to you at that time, take steps towards that. And then through that, you'll you'll come across the right people, you'll read the right books, Yeah. you know, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll watch the right movies, whatever, whatever it might be. And then that will help hopefully open up your, your vision a little bit more. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And bring clarity to it. Absolutely. So with this podcast and the reason we role played is we wanted to share a couple of the tools with you because in order to get this true vision and big vision in our lives, we've got to do some work and the tools are designed to help us do the work. It's sort of carving out and shaping like you would a piece of wood that's going to look something different than how it looks today. And the cool thing is, yes, it's wonderful to have an advisor to kind of walk you through the tools, give you the exercises, have someone that you can really talk to that's going to be a facilitator, an advocate, a mentor, a supporter of that vision for you and helping sort of keep that fire burning. But the cool thing is, you can do the tools on your own. And both Aries and his wife, Melanie, have done this. And truthfully, my wife, Catherine, and I have done this. So for any of you that want to begin sort of testing the waters for yourself and to begin, as Aries talks about, sort of a beginning stage and a beginning first step 
you can do this online. You can go to lifeplanningforyou.com, which is the Kinder Institute open to the public website that has all these tools built in it, take you through some instruction, and then you input right there into the fields that the software provides. You develop your own login, own private login site, so no one actually sees your work. It's private only to you. And that might be kind of a cool first step to take. And I think Aries and I would both encourage all of you that are listening that may maybe have caught a little bit of a spark from what you've heard, maybe have began answering the questions yourself as you heard Aries answers. What would you say if you had all the money in the world? How would you answer that question? What would you have missed if you only had 24 hours to live? How would you answer that question? And begin the process forward. And then once, once you take that step, then the next question becomes is where do you go from there, right? Now that you know what you want, what's important to you, what do you do about it? And this is where Mark and I, we'd love to have a conversation with you um, just to kind of brainstorm and talk about what some possible next steps might be for you to move towards that, that life vision that you've gotten clarity on. Exactly. And so to that end, we have all the information you need to contact either one of us directly, and we will begin a dialogue and begin supporting you in this process. And, well, for both of us, we'll just see where it leads. And we thank you for listening and for being part of what is probably the most exciting beginning of this process for, for all people that engage in it. Because we want our wish and our desire for each one of you listening as any spiritual being out there on the planet, in a human body that is, to, for yourself, develop a true vision and a big vision. Right. Because we know what that leads to. Freedom. And happiness. Indeed. Thanks all. Some of the concepts and tools used in the process of helping you discover a more balanced and inspired life are provided by the Kinder Institute, Money Quotient, and The Strategic Coach. These may be referenced throughout different episodes of the podcast, and you can learn more about each of them in our show notes at hwph.org. You can also find more information about the work Mark and Aries do at sandiegowealth.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and available directly via email with feedback, questions, and more at us at hwph.org. Thank you all for listening.